Welcome back, Know About Health podcast listeners. In this third and final episode from Dr. Naveen Bushwani, practicing OBGYN for Novant Health's Bradford Clinic and System Physician Executive for the Women and Children's Institute at Novant Health, we are going to share some really important resources for our expecting moms in the community. Time is ticking and we understand. We want you to know that we have made every effort to keep the resources accessible for you as you plan your birthing experience. Stick around for those of us who are considering family planning while we shelter in place during COVID-19. Um, Dr. Bajwani, I want to turn now to our uh, moms that are expecting and making preparations as they consider Novant Health as their provider. Um, I recognize that we have really comprehensive care and offerings for folks to consider. So how are we adapting those options um, as we recognize that it's not necessarily as safe as we'd like it to be for um, our new and expecting moms to come into the facility per se for a class or to come in and speak with someone about their preparation? What are we doing to maintain that level of preparation during COVID-19? Well, that's such a great question. I mean, I think there's been so much effort and focus intentionally around social distancing and really limiting face-to-face interactions. Um, And I think we take that very seriously and have taken it in stride. And and our teams, I I have to tell you how proud I am of our teams and the work they've done around uh, development of content and uh, creation of the virtual content, both of tours of the hospital and uh, breastfeeding classes and birthing classes. Um, You know, I think these are classes that typically fill months in advance, kind of on a regular basis, and really are something that parents are excited to look uh, and look forward to, uh, to going through and and really to have to kind of disrupt that because of the need to restrict visitors in the hospital and and face-to-face interactions. We really felt like we wanted to make sure that our patients that are excited about it, that want to know more about the hospital, want to know more about their birthing experience, want to know, you know, kind of what support will be available from a breastfeeding perspective, or they they will have those options. And so the the teams have created these really comprehensive classes, and the uptake has been fantastic. So um, I encourage, if you have the time and the interest, please check them out. Um, I would I would also say that you know our I I got to give a shout out to our providers who have embraced the video visit technology kind of full on. And so in the spirit of trying to limit um, face-to-face interactions in the office and exposure um, in the in the clinic setting, um, our teams have really uh, embraced video visits and really stood up uh, this ability to reach patients, whether it be for a prenatal visit that's relatively simple or uncomplicated, or even problem visits from a gynecologic perspective or preconceptual visit in the midst of all of this, um, they can do that pretty seamlessly across the practices um, and really provide nearly uh, an equivalent experience to the in-person visit in the office. And so a really great way to keep people safe and still get them the right information and the right care that they need. Excellent. Those sound like wonderful resources for folks that really are trying to 
um, do their best to navigate uh, preparation for a birthing experience amidst COVID-19. Now, Dr. Bajwani, I would like to turn our focus on to diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, COVID-19 has created uncertainty in our communities, and um, we'd really like to know what you and your team are doing to ensure that we maintain respect um, for different cultures. This this pandemic certainly has probably thrown a monkey wrench in our abilities to keep that on the forefront, but we know how important it is. And so we'd love to know how you all are, are navigating that. So as you and, and, and hopefully our listeners know, COVID-19 does not distinguish um, by any kind of uh, race or gender or age necessarily. And so, you know, we had kind of some preconceived ideas that um, infections would be prominent in certain demographic groups or um, age ranges. And, and really, the infections have spanned quite a broad range. Now, the, the upside is, is that we've seen very limited amounts in the pediatric patients. Um, but across our spectrum of patients, especially in the obstetrical world, um, really all, all comers. And, I, and I'll share with you just one um, kind of example of, of how our team handles that. So with the universal masking that went into effect in our facilities and clinics uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, the decision was made really to kind of try to protect everyone from exposures. Um, and what we did not realize is um, there are hearing impaired individuals that really are going to be, their ability to read lips was impacted by um, the use of masks. Um, and so leveraging our uh, video interpreter technologies and sign language, um, we also have uh, been exploring the possibility of a clear mask that would allow them to still be able to uh, read lips. And so our team has proactively brought this forward and said, hey, um, here's an unintended consequence of this masking policy. Um, here may be a solution. And so I, I'm proud of our teams for thinking through this and trying to get to the right place so we can do the right things uh, for the patients and really not change the way they experience the care in our hands. Excellent, and, and thank you to you and your team for ensuring that we are inclusive in the care that we provide, especially now. Um, my last question to you, Dr. Bajwani, really has stemmed from the circumstance that we're in. Um, all of us have been um, instructed to shelter in place. So that means a lot of time at home um, with loved ones. And so, you know, what, what is your advice or perspective around concerns that may be linked to conception during this time as we try to ensure that we keep everyone safe during COVID-19? That's a great question. Um, you know, and I think we often joke after, um, any kind of natural uh, weather event like a snowstorm that we're going to see a boom nine months later. Um, I think, I think <laughs> right. with the uh, with the shelter in place orders, I think that that's a that's a really legitimate uh, possibility that we'll see the quarantine boom nine months from now, um, <laughs> and and it will be curious to see. Um, so I, I look forward to kind of seeing the impact of that. But I think um, from what we know, data wise, um, there is. There is no data to suggest that the outcomes from um, patients that either are persons of investigation and have a fever or 
um, ultimately are diagnosed with COVID-19 infections are worse than their counterparts. And so unlike um, what we saw maybe with H1N1 or SARS in, back in 2003, where there was a disproportionate severity um, for, for patients um, that were infected uh, at that time, we haven't seen that yet. Now, I want to categorize or qualify that and, and just say that the data and the number of cases is very small right now. And so it's possible that we will see something emerge later. But so far, um, it has been reassuring. And I would tell people, you know, again, practice um, your hand hygiene and all the things that you would do um, to prevent an exposure or an infection. Um, but I don't think you need to limit your family size or avoid a conception simply because of the pandemic uh, situation we're in right now. That will move through. And, and really, there, um, the surveillance for pregnancies that have experienced an infection um, are uh, not all that different from our standard practice of care, at least at, at this point. I think the other uplifting news so far is, again, if we think about influenza or SARS or H1N1, um, where the severity of infections, even in later pregnancy on patients um, that were pregnant, um, is disproportionately severe. Um, we haven't seen that with the COVID-19 infections. So thankfully, you know, the rate of severe illness or critical illness really matches that of the general population of non-pregnant people. Um, so that's actually reassuring. Um, and, and still remember that, you know, 85 to 87% will have mild disease and really kind of move on. Um, and it's that minority of, you know, 10 to 15% that will have more significant disease um, that will need more supportive care. But even that, only about four to 5% will range into that critically ill uh, area. So uh, definitely something uh, positive to take away that, that our pregnant patients, at least so far, do not seem to be at, at greater risk of adverse outcomes. Excellent. Well, this has been great advice, great insight. And I think it certainly will go a long way to both inform our community for those that are considering or expecting um, and, and really help us maintain this level of safety and assure folks about the quality care that they'll receive from Novant Health. So Dr. Bajwani, thank you so much for your time today. You got it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this important information for our new and expecting mothers in the community. Novant Health is committed to ensuring that all of our patients, their loved ones, and our team members are safe and protected during this uncertain time as we all do our best to navigate COVID-19. I want to thank Dr. Naveen Bajwani for taking the time to explain exactly what we can expect if you are considering Novant Health as your care provider and planning your birthing experience with us. Thanks for listening. And as always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Novant Health Podcasts. We appreciate you listening and encourage you to stay at home, practice social distancing, and above all, stay safe.